And you're very welcome to episode 84 of the Irish Photography Podcast, where we'll be coming live from the Dolomites in Italy. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Hello and you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast and like I said in the intro, we are live from the Dolomites and I'm joined here as always, my good old buddy, my right hand man, Darren J. Spoonley and also, why are you touching my toes? The frame. Oh yeah, okay. So uh, Bernard is here with us also, as you can tell, he's touching my toes. But it's uh, it's something kind of normal to the, to Bernard, really, you know. So you, you have a foot fetish, have you? So what? I'll just take off your socks and I'll be on socks. Man. Okay, okay. Darren, have you got a foot fetish? No, I certainly don't. But you know, one thing I will say to you, I'm actually on this trip. <laughs> That's right. You mm, are, you yeah. Are. So you know, we were looking forward to it so much, as you know, and I think it's something that was really built up in my mind anyway, because he had such a good laugh in Lafoten and. You know, we're, we're coming to the end of the trip now, and so far for me, it's been absolutely outstanding. And, you know, <clears throat> fair play to you, Bernard. You did a good trip so far. We're not over yet. We still have one more thing to go, but um, it's been fun. It's kind of lived up to all my expectations. And you know what? The Dolomites is stunning, isn't it? So, it, it is It is stunning. How have you dealt with the, the transition of the weather? So, I know Ireland isn't lovely and warm, but it can be. But you're going to really cold, minus two, minus three, minus five degrees. Were you okay with the... It was actually minus weather? 15, I'd say, at points at times. Like, I mean, yesterday morning, I know you weren't shooting for that, but it was probably the coldest temperature of experience on this trip so far. Why wasn't I shooting? Well, because you didn't make it out. You weren't able to survive, you know. <laughs> you couldn't keep up with the pace. I had to keep the, the flag flying for the Irish Photography Podcast. <laughs> right. To I, be fair, like, you know... You know, there's not many people, not many people that could like shoot the next day after having 77 vodka in their story, yeah. So for our listeners to know, you know, Dermot kind of really got wrapped up in the whole fun thing. Like, and there was, what, there was a barmaid who took a particular shine to him, I think, because he ordered one vodka. He got four, like, so he ended up, ended up having a vodka Red Bull just from a pint glass. Yeah, from a pint glass, really. Oh, but in fairness to you, you know, you missed out yesterday morning. And like I said, it was really, really cold. And how cold it was, was... The legs on my tripod, there was water on them, and it actually froze solid on ice. That's insane. But it's, it's also, but not, it's, it's also not the fact that it froze. It's the fact that it froze, fact that it froze with about an inch of water ice. Like, yeah. thick of ice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't just, like, sometimes your legs get stiff and you just can't push them back up or pull them out. But this was proper, like, yeah. freezing. And you know what? I mean, it happened because I went into a stream and it was a beautiful kind of a fake waterfall. It was a pipe pushing water through but it was actually very unusual so there was a bit of water splash went down to it and then that almost instantly froze yeah. because there was a water splash down to the front of my lens and I said oh geez okay I better clean that so I tried to rub it off wouldn't come off what did I do stupidly I went oh. <laughs> and it instantaneously froze on the front of my lens so that's how cold it was so to go back to your question the transition from Irish weather to this weather yeah it is really really cold but we had good clothing we had good layering you know and yeah, there was a yeah. uh, it was fun. We've got some fantastic conditions, mm. but also we didn't get very good conditions because we yeah. were crying out to see some clouds. And, you know, we'll probably talk about it as we go through the whole um, trip so far. Yeah. But we had clear skies, um, which is great because it wasn't raining. But at the same point, there was no drama in the sky. So yeah. everything was frozen solid, snow everywhere. Really, really, really idyllic. And it was class yeah. so yeah I'm delighted that I made it to this trip fair play, um, fair play. You know, I did miss out in Lofoten I mean all our listeners will know how pissed off I was I didn't get to Lofoten <laughs> like, yeah I made it to the Dolomites anyway but anyway Dermot what about you how did you get on so far ah so far geez, I've been delighted uh, especially coming from Norway only like two months ago we went Bernard yeah. and <clears throat> I uh, trying to compare the two trips together I have been in love with both of them I think this one is a bit more challenging uh, trying to get the right compositions and stuff like that. You have to work a lot harder for your photograph here than you do in Norway. Norway is literally point and shoot and you get an awesome picture, really. You know, it's so well, so good. But the Dolomites, eh, you are rewarded if you kind of get your creative juices going. Mm. And uh, I'll talk about a picture in a while uh, later down the road. Uh, excuse the pun of that picture but uh, I'm sure you all know what it's about but we'll talk about that in a while but yeah so so far so good for me I've been really really enjoyed my time 
Um, what I do love about this trip is it doesn't cost a fortune for everything like it does in Norway. Now, it's, it's still affordable in Norway, Norway, but it's, it's just, just it's that much cheaper here. It's been, uh, you can afford to uh, go that little bit extra, you know. Unless you're going to like have drinks in the place we had a drink last night, which was like oh, Jesus, seven yeah. euro for not, not a pint. It was a wine glass of beer. Like yeah, yeah. Seven quid. Mm. Mental, but listen, like, it's something you don't do often, obviously. And we didn't do it again. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been... Come here. Tell me, so this trip, we were talking about the weather a few minutes ago, equipment-wise, what would you want to bring with you uh, for a photography trip if you're coming here, Bernard? Um, in, like, this time of the year, we're, like, personally, me, I was fine with a pair of long johns under my hiking bottoms, pair of boots. I have two pairs of boots, one for hardcore stuff, one for just normal day-to-day stuff, which I've worn most of the trip. And then pretty much all I've had is a T-shirt, a light zippy and a down jacket mm. and I've been fine yesterday morning um, was Baltic like mm, yesterday it but it, it was definitely the coldest of the trip and it actually felt cold whereas even though it's like minus five minus six all the time it doesn't feel cold yeah. you could stand there in a t-shirt yeah it's really weird like but yesterday morning was I know you didn't shoot but it was different level Um, I think given the conditions that we've got we've obviously got nice we got nice light we got nice side light we got lovely shots today in terms of the the, the cloud and the, the the snowy conditions and um the <clears throat> but in general i think yesterday morning has been mm. the best so far mm. i think at the lake and i suppose you know burn tell our listeners where do we go so on the first day what was the first place we, we went uh, to we went to uh santa Magdalena and san johan which is two churches quite close together um in the dolomites and you know both with amazing absolutely amazing um amazing scenes basically mm. with churches and mountains behind and stuff like that but the the probably the highlight like i was really happy with the shot i got on that i think everyone was happy with shots yeah. they got because the light at the side light was lovely at sunset and all that kind of stuff but actually the highlight was probably the sledding yes yeah so for obviously oh we, people might see some videos in the next coming weeks but um yeah jesus how we didn't kill ourselves on them sleds beating in the fences and my toe is still sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that was totally unexpected as well, I think, really, because we, it was the first place we arrived to, to take photos. For like, do you know, like, if you, like, at, at the start when we seen that family sledding, and we're like, ah, oh, and then we, like, spotted all these, like, sleds at the bottom of the hill, and we were kind of like, do you ever, like, as a, a child or teenager, come across someone famous, and, like, you know it's them, and you're, like, inching ever closer to them? Yes. You know, and you're really obvious, and they're looking at you as if to say, what the hell's going on here? But you're inching closer and closer. I think that was what we were, we were adult versions of that yesterday with the sled. It's like, can we go? Can we not? And everyone's like, ah, we just go. Yeah, yeah. But in general, yeah, we're back to clothing. Um, then just like a woolly hat. Okay. Like I brought my big North Face polar jacket, which I use in Norway. And um, I haven't even taken, and that takes up half, it uh, takes up a quarter of the case. Like, you see my case, is huge, but I haven't even used it yet, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, look, you know, when we first arrived, the first day we went to St. Johan and then up to, to St. Magdalena, isn't it? Yeah. So we were there for sunset yeah. and it was cold, but it wasn't overly cold. The thing is, like, yeah, you're standing there, it's grand. Like, yeah, it's grand, and you know. And this crack of, again, I probably, I've probably said it in previous podcasts, is that, like, you go to these places and you go back to Ireland and, you know, you say, you know, um, we go back to Ireland next week and it might, or this weekend and it might be, you know, two degrees and we're like, Jesus, cold. And then you have Johnny down the road who says, I was in Norway and it was minus 25, you know, this isn't cold. Mm. Two mm. degrees in Ireland is so much colder. It's a different So cold. much colder. Like, You're right. And everyone always like, oh, I don't know if I could go now and deal with the cold there. It's like, trust me, mm. like, you shoot in Ireland, yeah? Yeah, well then you can deal with the cold anywhere. Mm. Mm. Well, well, think of it this way, like we went up to Tre Chimay and we were all roasting. There was jackets off, there was yeah. tops off, and we were walking. We were 2,500 meters high. Exactly. And like, that's a ridiculous altitude for, for us anyway, because I've never been that high in my life. And then, like, we've all our clothes, not all of our clothes off, but <laughs> <laughs> some of our clothes this off. Is, that's supposed to be private, Dad. Oh, shit. Group out in the shower. Bernard's <laughs> 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 practice You've is quite often. Oh my god. Oh no. Um, <laughs> right, so day one we were there. Where did we go on day two? Bear with me, I'll put it up. Okay, so, because we yeah, have it all here. Get, it's so hard, confused. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you get so confused. All right, so. Oh, we went to Passage Yes. Yeah, Is that where I got the overhead of the road? Uh, for sunrise. Yeah, so we went to Passage yeah. which was really nice. We got lovely light and you know, the, 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 the mountains in the distance breaking, which created lovely images for the, the 24, 105, 7200, mm. 100, 400 type shots. 
the light was just perfect and the scenes you can just narrow yourself in so much mm. to grab out two or three peaks which is which is really amazing and it just suits the you know mm. and yeah. the conditions the clear sky conditions especially yeah. when you have the belt of venus uh, behind it and then we went on then to uh Cinque before Cinque Tori, actually, we stopped off on the side of the oh, road. Oh yeah, down at that place was incredible. Pass with yeah. the church, like that yeah. was the the patterns in the snow there were just incredible, and yeah. um, I think we definitely made the right decision. So, like I suppose, kind of people who are listening, to re- that day we planned on going to Sacheda, which mm-hmm. is the best the best place on the trip, mm-hmm. and I've been putting it off and putting it off because I just don't want to go on clear skies. Yeah. So tomorrow, you know, which is our last day, so. Please God, now tomorrow, you know, we, we we it definitely paid off not going the other day, getting them patterns in the in the in the snow, mm. the mountain, and then Chinkatori. But like we were going to go today, and we decided against it, which glad we did because checking the webcam, you can't Absolutely. even see it yeah, yeah. because the cloud was so low. But tomorrow, um, we'll be literally straight up just after sunrise in the cable car, um, looking like it could be about 80 percent low cloud with a little bit of mid and high, which could be really interesting. Not much, but definitely looks like the best conditions of the week. And you know, you said about Cinquatori, you know, that was, for me, one of the highlights because we had to take a cable car up. Yeah. We were the only ones really going up that didn't have skis on our feet. Mm. Um, so we had our camera bags put onto the cable car, or the, not even cable cars, they were the chairlifts. Ski, ski, uh, yeah. yeah, chairlifts. And we get to the top of that, there's a fantastic restaurant up there. Straight away we go in, we get a cup of coffee with a view to die for. Then we all went off and explored in different areas. Um, and the snow, I mean, one thing I would say about this trip is it is so energy sapping going through the snow because every step that you take you don't know if it's going to be two inches ten inches or three feet <laughs> it's like Russian roulette it is you know and like I kind of I had the, the the crampons on my shoes and it was giving me grip but at one point when I was trying to come back up even with them there was nothing I could get grip on because I kept going down into the snow and you might you know you, you might be out of breath because you're such high t- uh, altitude 2200 meters or whatever it was mm. then you're trying to get your legs out, then wonder where the next foot is going to go. And I mean, it was challenging, but at the same point, it was fantastic. Like, do you know what I mean? The, with the likes of the Falzarego Pass, um, with the, the snow patterns in the mountain, and then Chinkatori, which we obviously done on the same day. Like, we had blue, uh, blue skies, and then obviously we stayed there till sunset. But the good thing about this trip, I suppose, is, is you have the snow. And if you have, you've kind of three features in a photo, and you have your um, foreground, which is your snow and lovely patterns and leading lines if your mountain and if your sky mm. so straight away like if you put a little work in you have two out of three yes you know you have your mountain which is there and then you just look for your snow patterns yeah. and then a blue sky it can work with any sky then yeah you know like yeah. and it's not the type of image you probably want a crazy sky taken you want that them nice patterns and you want them sticking out so blue skies can probably work and we had some wispy clouds as well yeah, and I think for me, what really jumped out is that when the sun started to go down, because we had to get back down before sunset, so we couldn't stay up there past sunset. But even at that, we got some beautiful golden light coming right across, lighting up all the mountains and such like that. As we came down from there back towards the hotel, it was funny because all of a sudden you go, oh, stop the car, one second, we're going to pull in, bang, out, out. We got as quick as we possibly could, get out, scrambling. But with the light that was in the distance on the mountains, with the alpine glow and everything on it, it was stunning like and the thing is like we would again nothing by staying up there till sunset because we had no there was no drama in the clouds anyway yeah, exactly you know yeah, and yeah. it was only when we got down to that spot where there was a little where we stopped just on the road where there was this little patch of where there was amazing cloud yeah and then the opposite side then you had the mountain with the alpine glow you had the belt of venus it was just stunning perfect peak stunning. Like, you know? yeah yeah and i mean look you know that entire day was a phenomenal day and then we got the next ones we said um with the frozen lake and i mean i'd never been on a frozen lake before in my life yeah. and i know when i was saying to you before we arrived here i said okay can we go to you know lago de Brian? and i was like oh no there's no point in going there because it's going to be frozen I was like, yeah but if it's frozen it'd be cool but there was snow on it exactly and even on that then when i was walking across that lake every so often i had to kind of go hang on a second you're walking on ice here yeah, but you don't even think about the ice about it, like. is a foot two foot thick like Every so often, I had to kind of put myself into check and kind of go, okay. And then I'd scrape away the snow and you'd see the ice underneath it. Go away. Yeah, and it was really, really thick ice, you know. But then as we were driving up, like I said to Bernard, oh, hang on, there's a gap, there's a bit of water that's there. So that's when we went over too. 
But that's where I, my whole tripod froze because the, there was a stream of water that was coming through, yes. which was still coming into that area. But you had some lovely shapes in the ice there. And then, as you mentioned a second ago, you know, you had the alpine glow, you had the mountains that were covered by snow, you had the moon that was above that. That was stunning. Like you know, and the reflections lovely. in the water as well. It was beautiful. That was know? that was probably the highlight for me. And we have that pre-sunrise glow again. This is my third time mentioning it, but the Venus. Mm. When you have clear skies and you're shooting opposite the sun, like when it's rising or when it's setting, the belt of Venus can be amazing. And when you have that purple in the sky, you can actually like do your white balance in post to actually match up with the sky mm. and it looks mm. perfect. You know, mm. whereas if you give a purple kind of hue on your images, Ruben got a beautiful shot here um, in October with me and his overall image, it has that kind of purpley hue like the sky does. But you know, if it was a, just a blue sky, you couldn't do that. Yeah, but exactly. the that's why the belt vein is really important. They can complement the image and you can make the image work to suit the belt of And you know, we mentioned there a second ago, you, you touched on it about going to Treshimay, right? So the road is closed. So there's a seven kilometer hike or road, let's just say, access to get up yeah. to the area for Treshimay. And we were we arrived, we're like, okay, we're going to go check it out. We didn't have any major intentions to go there at that point. We're only going to check it out. But then I suppose, you know, Bernard, you can tell the listeners in regards to the exclusive access that we got to be able to yeah, get up there. So we, Luckily, came across a couple of guys, and yeah, they had uh, snowmobiles. Yeah. So, like seven k up, like the most windiest road, high road. Like you're gaining probably fifteen hundred meters going up the seven kilometers, um, and you have a snowmobile, and they have a little trailer on the back, and we all sit in the trailer, and they're just dragging us up, and it's amazing. Yeah, like that was unreal. Mm. And like we went up, and we did the hike that we we'd wanted to do, which was that kind of selfie spot. We couldn't get out obviously because it was it, the snow was just too bad. But just to be up there, you've seen the views yourself. You're yeah, two yeah. two and a half thousand yeah. meters. Like the thing is, like, have you ever been anywhere ever and shot with like? so little breath like not so little breath not a breath of wind not a breath like when i was kind of up over the brow of the hill away from all ye i was like nothing you could hear nothing and that was the first time that the last time i had that was in august in africa on the mckedy keddy salt pan which is this the 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 quietest place on earth now that that silence that time i sat there as a sunset no one was allowed to speak I, i that was deafening that quietness that silence was deafening mm. but this yeah. came just That's as close the thing is about this this time except you're up two and a half thousand meters which is two and a half times the height of yeah. you know Caron Tool. Caron Tool. you know yeah. what i mean and you're there not one bit of not one bit of. and like as we were going there you know so we got up on the, on the snowmobiles and that was fantastic that was a load of fun like you know what i mean we were like we were all honestly like kids yeah. going up there it was great fun yeah, yeah I but like, it, i was like john wayne getting off the snowmobile man i was just like mother bear and hips to me or something like you know it's kind of well, the toughest part for me, to be honest, like it was getting across to the viewpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so we yeah, got off the thing, and I was like, yeah. going, "Okay, we got to get over there." And Bernard's going, "Look over there. That's where it's going to be beautiful." I said, "Okay, that's not too bad." Every step I took, I went, "Hang on a second. If you take one more step, you have to take that same step coming back again <laughs> and again. Same situation. <laughs> you know, you stick on a path, and some parts when I say a path, there's no paths because it's covered in snow. But you stick on an area where it was hard snow. Let's just say." And all of a sudden, you take the next step and you're up to your, your hips. Yeah. And you got to pull yourself back out of that and again, it, you know? It saps the energy. Like, and Huge the first thing you do when you go into this, in your, in your hips, up the snow, and you just laugh. Yeah. And that's all you can do. You just laugh, and then that saps more energy. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. You know? Well, I actually fell head first into a load of snow, and Patrick, the lovely human being, decided to burst his balls laughing at me, like literally head first into it. And I cut my little baby, my little finger, like, you know, that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt, like, you know, and look, so. and the one thing I, one thing I want to say about Tracy May as well is that you know what you mentioned it there, Bernard. It's two and a half times the height of Caron Tool, but even now where we're staying, which is in Cortina, that's higher than Caron yeah. Tool, and there's a whole city and everything else. Well, it's a town, but it's a big town yeah. built up around here. Yeah. So as a default altitude, it's higher than Caron Tool from the start, and then you go from there up, and the journey up, and then the trek across, and you know. I left some gear in the in the van. I'm delighted I left some gear yeah. in the van. But even at that, when I by the time I got to the top, I was down to a t-shirt. Yeah. And if I could have taken my pants off and been in short pants, I'd have done that because yeah. be everyone, it was so warm. Like, <laughs> huh? Be honest with everyone. But <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> he was walking along his, his, in his underwear. I have video footage of it all. No, it was, no, it, it, it was stunning up there, you know. And I, the one thing again, look, you know, you go up there, you look at Tracy May, but on the opposite side of that as well, there was a ridge. And really what I was trying to do at that point, and from my own photography point, I said, okay, I could take the photograph of the, the three chimneys, mm. but I wanted to get something different. So I put the camera almost into the snow because there were some crazy lines and stuff like that, that, that when the wind did blow through there, it created some crazy shapes yeah. in the snow. And the beauty of that, and what I've loved so far, is all the shapes that we're taking off in the snow will never be repeated in that exact yeah, same place yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, really worth it. I was very proud of myself that I actually managed to be able to do that. Like I said, at one point I went, geez, if I go an extra, whatever it is, half a mile or whatever, half a kilometre, am I really going to get that much of a different shot? But I actually did. Yeah. And I was delighted that I did that yeah. as well, you know. So like, that was fantastic. And I think, Bernard, you know, you've done a good job in bringing us to all the different places that we've gone to. And then today we had snow. And you, you alluded to it a second ago. So like, we, we were looking for non-blue skies. Today we had snow, we had grey, we had atmosphere, we had snowing in on top of us. Tell the listeners about driving through the pass. Oh my God. That was just nuts. That was nuts. Like, just, I suppose, you know, driving up uh, through Falzarego Pass and where we're driving up in Cortina, which is a big main road. Not, like, it's a windy road, but it's, like, it, it'd be considered a main road because, obviously, you have a lot of people coming from Cortina. And, you know, less people coming from the other side. But kind of once we got to the top of the pass and went down the far side, it was just nuts. nuts. Like, and then we eventually got to our location um, with the churches, which were stunning and the conditions were stunning. Again, we were supposed to go to Sacheda today, but I put it off again today because I just didn't feel that the conditions were right. And thank- thankfully, it turned out to be the right decision checking the, the, the webcam, which you couldn't see it all day, which mm-hmm. would have been a total waste because that's two and a half thousand meters as well. So coming back then, and we coming back up that pass, but obviously it had got more snow and more mm. snow since we'd we went over it a few hours previous, and that was just mental, like, like literally, like I don't know how that bus got up. I don't know mm. how we got up. Like mm. we did, we did, we did. Um, I think I like to think it's a bit of uh, experience from Iceland and Norway served me well there mm. because it's like it's it's tough enough driving, but I'd say it's not the nicest feeling being a passenger. Because you can feel the, the, the bus, you can feel things skidding and, mm-hmm. you know, you can see how other people are driving and they're mm-hmm. like, that woman, she was so cautious, like, and she had like a brand new 4x4. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. very cautious, you know, so you felt for her mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, the pass and like literally driving for about like three or four kilometers at, in first gear, because mm-hmm. you can't go out first gear because you just end up cutting out. Um, and I was adamant not to use the snow chains. And Patrick yeah. was like, we need to give it up or not. And I was like, I'm going to do this. That's because we could smell the clutch burning. No, 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 no. There was no clutch use. <laughs> no, it was the tyres you were... It you was tyres. Yeah, it was yeah. tyres. It was because rubber. We were so you're, just, like. you're just spinning. Like, you're spinning. Like, we spun. Like, basically, thank God we get full insurance. Thank God it took out the tyre cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But, yeah, we got up without using the snow. Snow change, change which is great. Yeah. Um, and then I remember coming down then, the other side of the pass on the way back. And yes. It, like there was like about 10 cars on the side of the road and on the road and all over the road and they all putting on snow chains yeah. and stuff so and then we came down the other side right and before we wrap up the first part yeah. of this we came down the other side and we came across this absolutely it was like a winter wonderland scene yeah. and i mean you know you, you i suppose the listeners may have seen some photographs that we've put up on instagram or on the facebook group and stuff like that already but it was just this hut in the middle of a field in beautiful conditions, snow coming down, untouched, snow, untouched right. snow, and the hut was all old, there's loads of character in it and everything else, and then the sun was behind that then as well, and immediately, bang, hang on, we got to find a way to turn around. We turned around, came straight back in, and every single one of us were out, and we were just scattered, getting different shots. Yeah. You know? I like to say, when situations like that happen, I like to say we went into um, our World Rally Championship stage. Oh yeah, <laughs> to get absolutely, back there Colin McRae all over again. And, like, and get yeah. out. But what was lovely about that is like, you had this obviously old shed, which people might have seen or will see in the, you know, in the coming days or weeks. And like, we'll say from floor to ceiling, you're probably talking maybe 12 feet or 15 feet or whatever it was, but we could probably only see, like the, the all around it was like about four feet of snow. Yeah. So you can only see half of it. And then the door was actually hanging off yeah. slightly at an angle. And then there's about two foot of snow on the roof. Yeah. And then the trees behind. Beautiful. It's just, and, and it was all rusty. Mm. And you know, Jeremy, we'll come back to you there for the last part on this before yep. we take a break. You got something today, I think, which you're particularly proud of exactly oh. at that exact spot, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So as um, Patrick had said to me, oh, I need to kind of use my drone a bit more, you know, uh, photographic wise and all that. So 
you were all going in for the cafe to get a, a drink or whatever. Myself and Patrick were going following in. We said, yeah, yeah, we'll come in now in a second. And then I just got an idea. Right, come on, let's go back and just use our drones. Fuck it, why not? And boy, were we glad because we were like two little children trying flying the drones. And uh, he was like, oh my God, there's a river over here. So the two of us like drone buddies kind of flying over together. We're like Mavic 2 Pros, by the way. Uh, best drones in the world and then next thing you pan down and see all this it's like these two drones were hanging out with each other kind of following each other everywhere it's so funny like and i actually have class drone footage of patrick's drone and i'm panning up literally over his drone like it's class it's unreal you'll see it in the video and you got one particular yeah. shot yeah uh i got loads of shots but the one particular shot you're talking about was quite awesome so it's literally don't. no let them see it. we'll talk it through we'll talk it through yeah, don't like Oh, it, like, it, okay, it's got I mean, roads, it's got snow, it's got trees, and it's got a car. Yeah, I wouldn't give away too much because I think this is going to be good. Like, this is. I, it's my favourite photo. It's rare I'm jealous of a drone shot. Like, mm, that was nice. But one. I am, so I was like trying to reach into his hard drive area and delete it. <laughs> well, hang on. I, I'm very jealous of every single drone shot on this trip because. Why? Well, the first time I got the drone up was when we went to the first location. Yeah. And every single bit of footage I have is soft. Okay. So I said, okay, there's an issue here. The second mo morning. When I launched the drone, I stupidly had forgot that I had my gloves on, so actually the prop got caught in my finger. Bang, down came the drone, and the gimbal snapped off. So, uh, awful sad. Once upon a time, I had a drone. There's an awful lot of sad and stuff. So you need the these end. things to happen to go and upgrade. Yeah, I'll wait, for the, I'll wait for the number three then, so I'll have the better one than all of okay. you guys together. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trey Chimay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually... So basically, after we, sn yeah. we got the snowmobiles up to Trey Chimay, done the hike, came back, Darren and Milo went back on the snowmobiles, but the rest of us, well, Aoife wasn't there, um, the rest of us decided to sled back down this. Yeah. We probably sled about f well, 5k mm. in total, but the speed we were getting up on the windy road was incredible. So We were going faster than the snowmobiles. We were going faster than the snowmobiles coming back down, yeah. which was incredible, but that was a great experience. Yeah, 32 kilometers an hour or something like that to give a go. Is that what we were going? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Patrick had it on his GoPro. If I had have known that now, I might have just took a little bit handier. But I did get brave <laughs> about halfway down and I got off and I went down and lay down kind of on my belly. And yeah, my we've seen first. some dude do that. Yeah, 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 yeah so but then it was weird because you're sitting forward and you're, you're using your left foot to go left and right foot to go right. But for some reason in my head, when I lay down on my belly, my feet were out the back of it. I was like trying to figure out now, is it still the same? And I was like thinking, was my right foot bring me left and my left foot bring me right? But it was still the same, but it just, it was weird. But yeah, it's not it's the place you want to make mistakes, though. No, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so look, we're going to go for a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with one of the other participants of the tour. Today's episode is sponsored by BG Landscape Tours. Bernard leads photo tours and workshops north as far as Lofoten Islands, Senje, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Scotland and as far south to the Italian Dolomites, Tenerife, Namibia and Botswana and not forgetting our own beautiful homeland of Ireland. Find out more at www.bglandscapetours.ie And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast and again, you know, as we said, we're here with Bernard Garrity Landscape Photography Tours and very happy to have Milo with us here this evening to have a chat with us about the trip. Milo, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. And Milo, this isn't your first trip with Bernard, no? No. Um, Could be something like seven or eight. I was in Scotland a few times. Okay. Tenerife, Lofoten, Faroe Islands, Iceland. Okay. And then a couple around Ireland, different Different okay, places. so you're well-travelled, so... Well-travelled at this yes. stage, yeah. <laughs> and I suppose in regards to this trip then as well, I mean, like, you know, it's my first time being here. I think it's your first time as well being here first also, time yeah? First time in Italy. Yeah, so what's your thoughts on the Dolomites? Stunning. Absolutely stunning. I know I'm coming back and I've always wanted to be, come around um, the autumn time because yes. I was offered a trip a couple uh, last year yes. and through work reasons I couldn't go. So Bernard asked if I would wanted to go next August or next autumn, I mean, and of course I decided I booked on that one. Yes. And then this came up fairly quickly there uh, about a month or so ago and said, yeah, God, a bit of snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually glad I did because I haven't been on any tours. Well, yeah, Iceland. Iceland in snow is totally different to the likes of Here. the Dolomites yeah. in snow. This is a totally different experience. Yeah, um, yeah you have the cold you don't have the wind yes so in iceland 
very very windy very harsh conditions mm -hmm. here it's you know you really do have to work to get your shots and in iceland you have to work but you have to work in two different ways yes yeah, yeah. and to do this and find out how to you know really push yourself here mm -hmm. i find it's you know it's a, it's a great challenge mm -hmm. but it's enjoyable as well mm. and what's been the highlight of the trip so far for you I would say that restaurant last night where I managed to find a bit of pasta oh, that yeah. I've been looking for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you like pasta, you do? Yeah, there's a thing about this, about pasta. Um, Bernard, I know, I think he's more pizza right, than okay, I am yeah. pasta. Yes. You know, and... and we found uh, pasta last we, night. Uh, we eventually found pasta. <laughs> yes. And I suppose from a photography point of view then as well, you know, we've seen some, we, we, we alluded to it in the first part of the podcast, seen some fantastic places some great um, photography opportunities. For you, you know, so far, I suppose, on the trip, we're not finished yet, by the way, but so far on the trip, what's been your favorite image do you think that you've gotten so far? I'm feeling that even though I haven't looked properly at them yet, I think this afternoon's shots yes. are going to be my favorite. Mm. It's something that I've been trying to get and I, try, I was hoping to get in Lofoten, um, shots of like a cabin or something in the snow with, with it actually snowing yes and we got some really cracking shots yeah. in two or three different locations today yeah, and just looking back through the on the back just even on the camera and you can see the actual snow falling in front of these yes. buildings Stunning, it? it's absolutely amazing yeah so i i really think that that is going to be they're going to be the highlights now listen that's i think every day has been a highlight yes but if you had to ask me, you did, which you did, which yeah. is my number one highlight, I think would be this afternoon. And I suppose, you know, on the opposite side to that then as well, besides not having been able to find pasta for so long, because we found we did find pasta, was there any areas that you were, didn't enjoy? Was it the cold? Was it the, there was no real damp because the snow was dry, like, you know what I mean? I noticed that today I put my camera bag down and left the camera bag open. And then I went, hang on a second, why don't even the camera bag? I just picked it up and shook it, and every single bit of snow came off it. So there wasn't even a dampness tinting. Did it like didn't that. go wet then, or anything like that? No, nothing, no, because I, I caught it straight away, and then yeah. just, just rubbed everything off, and it was gone. Do you know what I mean? Was there anything that you didn't enjoy in regards to the trip like that? Well, it's kind of hard to say I didn't enjoy it. Up in Tresham yesterday. Yes. I loved the journey up, loved everything about it. Yes. But for some reason, when I got up there, yeah, listen, you alluded to it. You talked about it a few minutes ago about how tough it was. Yeah, and it was tough going yeah, up there. Yeah. Like, and I suppose the killer part was when we got up there, we had to walk down this bloody hill. Mm -hmm. And then we had to walk all the way back up again. Yes. So we're just saying to ourselves, hold on a second now. We have to do this in reverse. So when we've got to go back here, we've got this big hill to climb back up again. Now, fortunately, I managed a way to avoid that. But I didn't know that was going to happen yeah, on the way up. Yeah. But when I got up there, the scenery was spectacular. But I did the same thing as I did in the Faroe Islands when I went to the one place that I, I really, really wanted to go to, Calsoy Lighthouse. Yes, yes. But when I got there, I got so mesmerized by the scene yes. that I forgot to take photographs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've got a lot of memories of Treasure May. Yes but I don't have any great shots. Yeah, I yeah. concentrated too much looking around. And the fact that we had so little time, yes. we really only had about an hour because we probably had two and a half hours, but it was 45 minutes each way. Oh, yeah. So we had to leave time to get back. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time just looking around. Now, yes, I'm delighted I did, mm -hmm. but from a photography point of view, in the greatest location that I've been, same similar to Calsoy, yeah. I didn't get the shots that I wanted. Yes. But listen, I'm still happy enough. You know, I'm not complaining. It was, you know, it's great to be able to stand up there and take in that view. Yes, and you know what? For me, I think what I enjoyed the most about it was to do it with the group of people that we have here. You know, we've got a fantastic group of people here together. Everybody, I think, seemed got on right from the get-go. But it's the encouragement from everybody else as well to push us on, to get through that, push through that wall and push through that barrier where you'd go, I'm absolutely shattered here. I yeah. can't go any further, you know. And that's where I think it's important that, you know, we kind of recognize that everybody here helped each other out phenomenally. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to have met everybody as well during this trip. And I know from your point of view as well, you know, even for, I've heard about you before. And he's, he's infamous. He's infamous. Infamous you know? on this podcast. Like, you know, yeah. we've talked about Myla about a hundred times. Well, exactly. so I, I was delighted to infamy, finally meet. Everybody's <laughs> got an infamy. <laughs> infamy, yeah. But I was delighted to actually finally meet up with Milo. And you know, Milo, again, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. It's great for you to be able to share your thoughts with us. And we're not finished yet. 
we still have the big one to go in the morning, yeah? I really appreciate the fact that you've invited me onto the podcast. I have listened to many of them. I have admired the way what that you, you mean guys... Many of them? What do you mean many of them? Not all of them. Not all of them. I, don't have time. I don't have time. Make time. But I listen. You guys do a really professional job and it was absolutely fantastic to get to meet you, to enjoy the company. Everybody on this trip, the girls, Aoife and Hazel and Patrick, yourself the whole lot you know the crack we've had everybody's had a really great time it's so. a tight-knit group like it's a good family Fantastic. like you know that's yeah, a yeah. good well, feel look yeah. you know what you can go to the most amazing places in the world but it's the memories that you have with people that make those even better do you know what i mean so again milo thanks a million great to finally meet you and thanks for coming on to the podcast you're very welcome all right right back in a minute guys Today's episode is sponsored by BG Landscape Tours. Bernard leads photo tours and workshops north as far as Lofoten Islands, Senje, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Scotland, and as far south to the Italian Dolomites, Tenerife, Namibia, and Botswana, and not forgetting our own beautiful homeland of Ireland. Find out more at www.bglandscapetours.ie. And you're very welcome back to Irish Photography Podcast. And we're just here with Patrick from Dundalk, as I alluded to right before the break. Patrick, where are you from, buddy? Blackrock. Blackrock, not Dundalk. Dundalk. All right, there's, okay. There's, there's a bit of a gap. A bit of a gap. A bit of a gap. How much, like a small, a big? <sighs> Technically, eight kilometres. But, you know, it's all merging into one. Yeah, all right. What cool, it does. Cool, cool. But I live on the beach at home, so. Awesome. You actually live by the beach? Yeah. That's wicked, man. I, 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 imagine opening up your beach. window every morning and just waking up to a beach. Yeah. It's nice. It's pretty nice. That's epic. Not gonna lie. Anyway, tell me, come here, tell me more about you as a photographer. What do you kind of normally do as a photographer? Yeah, well, my stuff primarily I shoot kitesurfing and water sports, stand up paddleboarding. That's my, they're the sports I practice. Yes. And that's the photography I like to do, mostly because I love the community and I want to push those guys and get them the, the recognition they deserve. Yes. And, but probably my favorite thing about photographing those sports. You've got a millisecond. That one second where that one move happens, that one wave crashes, yes. or that one kite surfer jumps above your head but catches your lens, that's what I love. That one second that'll never happen again. You can watch it on video all day long. Yes. But when you look at the one photograph of them, that sells it to me. That is that's that moment. That's gone. That's it. That's what that, I love. I, that's I, what I, I absolutely I like love. the idea. Of that. So you do surfing. Kite surfing and stand up paddleboarding. So you can actually do the normal surfing like like up in the surfboard? I can fall off very well, <laughs> pretty well, much. It's funny that we talk about surfing yeah. now because Darren was on a stag party and uh, we went surfing in La Hinge with Ollie, you know Ollie. Of course, Ollie yeah, yeah. And, amazing uh, surfer. We, uh, I fell in love with it like, I, I, I kind of got good fairly fast at it, but then I was like, yeah, I'm buying a surfboard. I did, I bought a surfboard, I've used it twice. Uh, my stag party was nearly over two years ago, wasn't it? Jesus, yeah. was it that long ago? It was that long ago. My God. It's insane yeah. how time goes fast. Yeah, you know, as Arnest was no dear, it suffers from gas. It's not just things shiny, it's also something that he just falls in love with instantaneously and says, I have to, have to, yeah, have, to yeah. have to, have to, have to, have to have it now. So if he goes kite surfing once, you'll end up with a kite surfer as well. Imagine if I went kite surfing. Imagine. Trish would go mad. She would, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the first time you fly a kite, you're not going to expect it, but it's going to lift you into the air. Yeah. And you're going to fall. You're either going to fall. And you're going to cry because it scared the hell out of you, <laughs> or you're going to cry because it was the most amazing feeling just floating. I think, I think I'd be the latter. Just floating for a second. It's yeah. just absolutely yeah. fabulous. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's move on. So what do you shoot on? What kind of equipment do you shoot on? Nikon, Sony? What is it? No, 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 no. Canon. Canon oh, all the way. Canon all Boss. the way. There you go, right? uh, Originally Boss. Pentax. My dad. You and two other people in the world? No, 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 way back in the day, my dad always shot on Pentax. <laughs> so that's where I got my photography from. But he did, okay. we he did weddings, port, family porches, etc. Mm. Uh, then we moved on to Canon 15 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. um, but that was always his dream to shoot with Canon. So we ended up getting Canons. And now that's what I shoot on. I've got two 5D Mark III's with a couple of lenses, mostly because when I'm doing kitesurfing events, I need yes. the two bodies. One body will be wrapped up in a waterproof case. So I'm in the water with the guys and the second body so that I can run back onto the beach and shoot them rigging up their gear or cool. shoot people talk and shoot 
you know, people react, the crowd reacting to what's going on. So that's, that's cool. why I run the two bodies. And the lens and the housing, what lens are you using in that? Uh, I usually keep the 24 to 105 okay. or I put the 70 to 200. Just depend, if, if I'm on a lake, Class. if I'm shooting in the lake, I use the 105. If, I'm, if the guys are out further out in the water, I use the 70 to 200. Cool. Um, which is ideal for that. And the housing I use, it's actually a silicone soft housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got hard plate and hard lens in the front and the back and then it's just a soft um, silicone body you can't really see the controls but oh, sure. it's almost a memory it's a cannon yeah. everything's yeah. always in the same place push yeah. the buttons you know exactly what you're doing happy days um, obviously set it up before you wrap it up yeah and then but once it's wrapped up shoot away and till your heart's content till your heart consent absolutely excellent so let's move on to the dolomites the reason why we're here um it has been challenging uh some days are better than others but can you tell me what has been the most challenging thing for you being here so far probably the fact that i don't know landscape photography i came out here not i i oh okay i go on a holiday and i'll take some landscape shots but they're more that's pretty bang take a shot but coming here with you guys and Bernard, especially looking at what a composition is, trying to understand what actually makes just a big landscape look nice and how to zoom in on the features that will set off the landscape. Okay, so, so you're when, looking for these intimate details in, exactly, in, in like the when, scene. When we came down to the, the frozen lake and just seeing like a broken curve in an ice yes. with the reflection in the water, I would never have seen that on my own. I would never know about that. So learning that that feature can set off the entire mountain range in the background, mm-hmm. that has opened up my eyes to an awful lot of things. And especially when we're up in the snow, it's not like, okay, there's a nice shot, but if you bring this tree into the foreground, that's gonna set up again the background mm-hmm. for you. Seeing yeah. that, I would never have seen that before. I never would have learned that without you guys and Bernard here sort of pointing it out to me. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, that's, that's makes pretty sense. obvious, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. Even, even even just taking a shot with it and then trying to just move the tree out of frame, I'm like, oh, this, that one is actually not good. Let me go back to the tree yes. and put it in. So that opened my eyes up a hell of a lot. I started looking at landscapes differently. Yeah. Um, you know, I've started, I've, start, I've started to not like my big blue skies. You know, I'm looking <laughs> for a little bit of cloud or even I'm happy with a plane in the background. I know Bernard is going to kill me for saying that, but I'm happy if there's a little plane in the background because it's adding something a little bit extra for me into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, which I never would have really looked for or noticed before. Like you guys kept saying, oh, it's a clear blue sky. You yeah. know, as a snowboarder, as a, as a kite surfer, we live for clear blue skies. Yeah. You know, they, they set off yes. our images yeah. and they're beautiful to kite under. They're natural light. It's like intense light. Exactly. It's perfect for you. For what, yeah. yeah. For photographing those sports and for doing those sports, that's what you want. But yeah. now I'm realizing in landscape, that's not what you want. Yes. You, you need a bit of drama happening in the sky. Correct. Just to help hone in your eye and make give us a different story to different people yeah, yeah. so that has been huge for me so tell me what has been your favorite shot your one that you're going to print out on an acrylic print and put it up in your mantelpiece what is it because <sighs> wow. um, you do you have to print out at least one or two oh, pictures I from absolutely this trip. Will. Um, possibly getting down low oh yesterday up in the top Chesame. yesterday Chesame, up the very yeah. top um, I took a shot. I lay. I let me. I just lay on the on the snow, and I know snow well. I know how it forms. So I crawled out to the edge, and it was a little bit of an overhang. So I technically shouldn't have done it, but it's fine. Yeah. So I now I just <laughs> set my camera down over over this um, over this edge of the snow, and it was a sheer cliff. I can't even tell you how far it was. I didn't want to look, and the sun. I shot into the sun, but I knew the camera was slightly underneath the snow, yeah. so it almost looks like from the frame that I'm in a bit of a snow wave with the sun shooting in front of me and then you can see the silhouette of the mountains out on the left and I, okay, I might, I'm going to have to do a little bit of processing on it yeah. um, but that was that was pretty nice to me that cream. was pretty special yeah. and there was a few other shots up there where pretty much this snow like, you, like Darren alluded to earlier on where obviously sometime it was really windy as it was snowing and it created these amazing shapes in the snow and the contours and there was a couple of them which to me look like frozen waves. Yes. Yeah. So again, that, that's my drive. I love you know, water features. So when I seen that, getting down low to shoot this perfect sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a snow wave. Yes. Shoot through it with the sun exploding into a starburst. That was pretty special to me. That's I was class. very, very stoked with that. Yeah. I got great shots every day, which I never would have gotten 
if I hadn't come on a trip like this. Yeah. And um, and without you guys sort of pointing out blatantly obvious things to me, <laughs> that's when I started seeing. Okay. This so will you do me a favor? So will you post that picture on the Irish Photography Podcast Facebook page for all to see? We'd love to see it. I have to create a Facebook account, but yeah, sure. You're not on Facebook. Ah, uh, it's private. It's I've got like three pictures on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah no. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, I will uh, put up an Instagram. He's been tagging yeah. us all the time in an Instagram yeah. through the whole. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're an Instagram yeah. slut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you've been called that. Not me. I didn't call you that. That is a big term. That's it was actually that was a bit derogative. Right. It is, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's what it's what we're <laughs> mentioning, I suppose. You know, that throughout this trip, we've got great candid moments that we've captured. Oh, mm. every yeah. single yeah. one of us has taken a photograph of something, and we've gone, Geez, look at that. Put that up. Put that up. Share this. Share that. And I mean, even the stuff that Patrick has done there. You're looking kind of go, wow, man, that's class. You know what I mean? Even you can see the action sports in the videos that you've done, even going down on the sleds down from the mountain. That was incredible. Do you know what I mean? And one thing actually I would say that um, I liked was the picture that you took of the three of us actually yeah. when we were at that pass, that side of the road place when we, mm-hmm. went, we went backside deep in snow, basically, you know. Um, <laughs> but we got that photograph, the three of us backlit. I think it's a phenomenal shot. And there are things like that would stick with us for a long Absolutely, period of time yeah. thereafter as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, if you can tag us on the, uh, the Instagram, yeah, it would be great. Yeah. So I want to ask you one more thing now before we wrap this up. How are you getting on with your drone? Like, I, are you shooting video with it or is it just pictures or vice versa? Or why, how are you getting on? Because I know you're mad to use it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I put up the drone and I think I see something nice and then I try and shoot it and it just doesn't come out. Um, is that is that compositionally it's not coming out or is it your technical, uh, like, dial in the right settings? I, I would say it's a bit of both. I just don't know enough about it because previously when I've used it, it's like, get it up, shoot it, get it back down. Especially at home in Ireland, as soon as the drone comes up, you will have somebody over to you. Mm-hmm. And then they What is it? How fast it go? Hi, how's it go? Yeah. Hi, 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 hi. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have a go? It's like, no, you can't have a go. I've trained so I can use this safely. And when people try and distract you and you end up, you know, this is no longer safe, you get it down. So that 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 I suppose slows me down quite a bit. Um I've done some nice video work with it. I've done some um, especially kite surfing videos, tracking kiters in the water. Um, but I'm still struggling to how to, how to create a really good photograph from the air. Okay. Um, which is which is annoying, but look, it's going to get there eventually. So yeah, nice. And Patrick, I suppose I have one question for you. This yeah. is your first trip with Bernard, yeah? Well, I, I did it. I did a morning. I did. A, I did a three a.m. morning with him in Glendalough. Okay, once. okay. But yeah. the first big trip. As this such is my like first big trip with him. Yes. Uh, so, okay. So for somebody who's listening to this and has always thought about mm-hmm. going on a trip and a photography only trip, yeah. would you recommend it and why? I'll tell you what. A snow trip every single year. Okay. So for me coming here and not snowboarding is, is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy when we got to hit the sleds and a little bit of adrenaline came through. But I didn't actually miss it because I came on a trip with experienced photographers and Bernard, I don't understand, he has got an encyclopedia knowledge of this area. Even though he's only been here in, um, let's say, autumn time and everywhere in snow looks different. But his knowledge of this landscape yeah how to get there, what time to go there, how long it's going to take us to get there is phenomenal. And it really, it takes the hassle out. If you travel with a camera and you want to get a shot, you're running around like a headless chicken trying to find a shot, trying to find where the sun's going to be. But when you go with somebody who lives and breathes this stuff and is so passionate about it, mm-hmm. it takes all the hassle away. Yeah. And then you just get to enjoy taking a picture. It's you almost like a chef cooking a dinner for you. You don't have to do it. He well, you still, have, you still have to do. Yeah. I mean, I've still taken plenty yeah. bad shots. <laughs> but he's going with somebody who will pick you up, take you there, tells you what time to be ready at. That is, you can't buy that. Yeah, you know, right. it, it's literally, it takes all the hassle away, it takes all the stress away, and you know you're going to come home with something really special. Yeah. And you're going to meet some really nice people along the way who pretty much you're going to call friends. And friends for it's life. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, like you know, Hazel, Aoife, Bernard, Milo, Darren, Dodd. You, st- you, you hesitated when you said my name. I know because I always pronounce it incorrectly and it makes me nervous. Say my real name. Say my real name. No, now I'm nervous. <laughs> you said you weren't going to make me nervous. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm God sorry. damn it. God sorry. Damn it. <laughs> but anyway, no, but seriously, it's been, yeah, it's been fantastic. And to, um, yeah, my, so my extreme thanks to him. And um, yeah, I think I'll definitely be doing uh, another one. 
Absolutely. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And you too, thank you guys so much for all the tuition and help that you both of you have been giving me um, while I've been long here. I, you know, I wanted it, but I was afraid to ask for it, and you just yeah. give it to me whether I wanted it or not. We forced fed, yeah, force-fed, yeah. Force-fed, and it was very much appreciated, and it's going to help me a hell of a lot. So thank you both very, very much. No problem. Thank you very much for coming on. Really do appreciate it. And before we, we go and wrap this up, I just want to say a big thanks to Hazel and Aoife, because they have been oh, a joy to be around yeah. on the whole Two of the funniest girls you can ever meet. Like, at first you think, right, they're two timid girls, no, they put all the guys to shame. Yeah. Those guys, girls have been slagging us the whole way around this trip yeah. and they've made this trip uh, what it really is. It's just been so fun packed and it's just, I've had a ball. I've gotten some awesome shots, some awesome memories and it's just, it's just been great. I, I don't want to go home. Yeah, and you know what? I agree with you. I share the sentiment on that. Like I said a moment ago, Milo, you know, people make a trip. Like you can go somewhere on your own and it can be brilliant. It can be awesome. But when you share the memories with other people and the banter that we had has been phenomenal right from the get-go. And even, we're not finished yet, like I said we earlier, we still have tomorrow morning that we're going to do too. But I, like you, am kind of going, Jesus, man, it's over already. Yeah. Building up for it for so long. We had the first day, which was phenomenal. We had the second day, which was phenomenal. I remember saying to you going, geez, we're only on the second day here, man. And you said to me, what? Yeah, oh, relax, man. This is going to go far more quicker than you realize. And it you has. Yeah, yeah, it and has. it has. And, you know, look, um, we've had all different types of conditions per se, except rain, which has been great, you know. Um, I would have liked to have seen a bit more clouds, but guess what? Tomorrow morning, as Bernard said earlier on, we've got a very high chance of a cloud inversion. So in one of the most phenomenal places, I mean, the spot that we're going to in the morning is going to be insane, out of this world. And we've got to get a cable car up there, so we're going to be up at the dawn of crack. To get to there, the to get up crack, crack right? Crack it on, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the um, crack! <laughs> yeah, I've often said that to you, obviously, you know, you don't listen to me most of the time, so that just shows it there, but where we're going is going to be up, I think it's 3,000 metres, but the place we're going to, on one side in the autumn time is meadows that come down, yeah. and sheer cliffs on the other side. So now it's going to be covered in snow, and hopefully we get some cloud inversions. And to share it with the group of people that we have, I think it's going to be awesome. So, you know, Patrick, it's been a pleasure meeting with you. And you know what? I look forward, I suppose, really to talking with you more as time goes on as well from now on forward. And you know what? I might even give the, uh, the kite surfing a go to at some stage. Like. No, you won't. You took your pants before you even get on it. Do you know me so, Dad? Boy. I know, I know, I know. I joke, I joke, I joke. But lads, thank you very much for tuning in this week and listening to this podcast to Howell Live from the Dolomites in Northern Italy. And to further your experience of the podcast, why don't you jump onto the Facebook group, group on Facebook, obviously, at the Irish Photography Podcast and also on Instagram, the Irish Photography Podcast. And give us a like and a follow and a share. Be greatly appreciated. And do remember, we now are uploading to YouTube a lot more now, also on a weekly basis. It's not going to be every week, but it's going to be a lot of weeks. So uh, please do go in, and give a like, share and a comment, and we would really, really appreciate it. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you very much for coming on a special guest. And thank you very much, Darren. It's been a blast this week. Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.